0: Your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T
1: 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 41. We've turned 41 here. Level's turned 50. Hey, man, you, sur- you survive your uh, 50th birthday bash? I did. Yes.
0: I'm an old man. Officially, I, I kind of really was an old man. I'm just older, but uh, no, all, all good. Um, yeah, I guess age is a, is a state of mind. But uh, yeah, I did. I uh, did have to go to the eye doctor recently. The old uh, eyeballs not uh, working as good as they used to. So I had to get it on the old uh, prescription there. So this is what they tell me, man. When you when you, uh, you get older, this things just stop working as well as they used to. So
1: anyway, but yeah, no, all good, man. I appreciate you saying that. For sure. And that's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. Uh, We are into the summer months, so some topics here and there. Uh, One big topic that came up this past week was the announcement of a starting quarterback. Not necessarily a surprise on the who, but timing was just, I mean, I don't know that anybody expected you to get this sort of announcement this past week, but Tyler Shuck named the quarterback for Texas Tech. And uh, I think anybody in Lubbock, Texas, not, not too surprised by that.
0: This is just a uh, a hunch here, but yeah, the timing is peculiar, and mm-hmm. and I and, and I think um, you know it, it was a Friday afternoon in the summer, yeah, yeah. and and I think, but let, let me let me talk you through it. Here's what I think. Again, my two cents. Here's what I think happened. A little bit, okay. and and I, I could be uh, off a, a bit, but I bet I'm not too far off. I think the fact that you make an announcement. Is is being very respectful toward Tyler Shuck. I think he'd won the job. I think everybody kind of had known that. I think, but by doing it on a Friday afternoon early in the summer, you're you're also being very respectful to Baron Morton. Okay. Um, I that think you're sense. not, yeah, you're not trying to, you know, one, make anybody look bad. And I don't think Shuck is somebody that needs the 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 bright shiny eight eight a.m. or ten a.m. on a Tuesday, you know, press release to where it gets a lot of attention and it's big news and and, and all that. I think most people probably realize that Chuck was going to be the starter. Uh, I I think this does pave the way for him to probably go to Big Twelve Media Days and and represent sure. your your team and kind of start to be a a face of the program here for the next you know six to ten months or whatever it is. Um, uh, but I, I don't think it's a surprise. I think, and, and I, I hope people don't like think that this was anything that Baron Morton did. And I just think Shuck was going to be very difficult to beat out, especially with the way that he ended last season. Uh, yeah. and we got to see kind of a healthy and, and now Tyler is, um, he, he's, you know, added some weight. I think he's kept his speed, uh, and I think, you know, he's he's an alpha. You know, we 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 know this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was kind of it kind of got snuck in there a little bit uh, as far as the announcement. Not a lot of fanfare there, but again, I don't think Tyler needs it, and I think you're trying to be respectful there to uh, to Baron Morton as well. Definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, what do you think wh-
1: about my theory?
0: You think I'm uh, no, I, I hadn't surviving? thought of it.
1: Yeah. I- you know honestly like for as far as our daily radio shows and stuff we do we hadn't even had a chance to talk about it to the point we're recording this so it's it was just such odd timing with that friday afternoon announcement because usually that's news dump time that's that's when you get out news that you don't want to be super talked about or popular or whatever so i think the theory is is probably spot on it's yeah we're, we're trying to respect baron morton but this this was tyler shuck's job so it it just just seems kind of strange cuz most of the time if you're going to announce a starting quarterback it comes right after spring right it does
0: so. but this is also woodman this is also a, a bit of a new era with the portal sure it is you yeah. know and so some of that timing is a bit different than you know, uh, I mean, again, who knows the reasoning? It doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, I, I think, uh, again, nothing has really changed since the last time we talked about the order of, of how I thought it would go. But we do kind of can kind of sink our teeth into it in it being official. And, and I'll tell you, most of those guys on that team all, all you know, all new, already new. Um, and they right. also they also know that they can win with Baron Morton too, you know, uh, because they've done it. You know, a, a lot of those guys, Yeah, you know, he's, he's won a big 12 game and, and all that and played really, really well uh, against Oklahoma state as well. Almost got, uh, got two of them, but uh, yeah. They, so I, I think everybody knows the deal.
1: Yeah. Obviously shock the big stat on him. He is, he's eight and one uh, as a starter at Texas tech the problem has just been getting him on the field enough at Texas Tech because of the injury issues. <laughs> yeah. So that that one is coming over, come over two seasons. Yeah. So, so obviously that's what you're looking for and hoping for this next year. You mentioned adding some size, but um, maintaining the speed. I think that surprised a lot of fans, including myself, of how much he was utilized with his legs last year. Do you think that's something that that absolutely continues for? Under Coach Kittley, or is or is that just a necessity in the offense because of offensive line struggles last year? Do you think we, we see that continue in twenty twenty three?
0: I think uh, I think QB run game is here to stay. Okay. in In, in the game, uh, and, and I think in the Big Twelve and at Texas Tech, uh, I don't think you will. Now, I, I am in no way suggesting you major in it. I think if you if you look at the analytics or you look at when it's used, it's mostly in the red zone. It's mostly when you want to really, sure. you know, pr- protect the football and like you, you know avoid a costly turnover. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I think the Q, QB running game. Now, granted, one of these injuries that Shuck has had was him getting hurt going into the end zone in Austin, yep. Texas. But I don't I, I don't think that I see them like majoring in it. Uh, but I do think it, it is a component. That's just the way the game is played. I think if you don't have it, you're playing the game with one arm tied behind your back a little bit. I think it's got to be a threat. I think it would be a threat with Barron. And again, they're going to look a little bit different. Um, and Donovan looked a little bit different too sure. uh, when, when, when he was here. But I, I, I think QB run game – and the threat of it is absolutely still going to be a part of things, but again, I think you just need to understand what what that looks like, because it may be, you know, what once, once every three or four drives, or maybe it's four times uh, a drive, and then, you know, I mean, it it, it, could, it could be all over the map. But I don't want anybody to think that like one of your quarterbacks is going to get twenty carries a game. I don't I don't envision that. No,
1: right. Well, not. <laughs> Not intentionally, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah <laughs> So, right. so now we are, um, as I mentioned, into the summer months. For people like me that are recruiting novices, well, will just kind of scratch the the base level of it. What What does this mean? What What are we looking for in terms of of these camps and and that sort of thing? These what what kind of visitors are you getting during the summer months? what What is the recruiting like for for Coach McGuire and staff right now?
0: So you just want to blanket, yeah, just blanket kind on, of just
1: overall what what's yes, going on with the recruiting? not necessarily specifics of who and all of that
0: yeah. well, well, choices, as you and I are sitting here talking, you know, Texas Tech has basically just finished up an official visit weekend yeah. now I, I'm still. My brain is still not there on the new recruiting calendar because I was, you know, involved in this business for so many years. Yeah, the way it used to be when you know mm-hmm. the first Wednesday in February was like the holy grail, and and the early enrollee, right. the early enrollee was was like a the, the exception. And like, oh my gosh, you've you've got some of these kids are going to be in here a semester and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and again, as we know, things have have changed massively. And so back in 17, you know, they they started the, the early signing period. I think it was 2017. But anyway, since then, you know, recruiting visits have gone on right. You're, you're right now in the sweet spot. Uh, mm-hmm. You had official visits in last weekend, the weekend that we are just coming off of now. And then you'll have some in next weekend. That's really that that sweet spot. And then July is a very quiet month. It's It's almost the month where they allow coaches and, and recruits to, you know, save themselves from themselves. So you're not recruiting and visiting and hosting and all that 365 days a year. This July is almost like, okay, please get away from your job for a couple of weeks at least. Hey, you know, Hey head coach, let these assistant coaches go take a vacation with their families or a staycation or whatever. And so because of these official visit weekends, you also don't have as many camps and combines going on uh, at this point, like you used to uh, as well either when really this was the recruiting that was going on in in June. And then you're like, okay, we loved what we saw. We'd love to get you in on an official visit, you know, in the fall. And, you know, you can still have official visits in the fall when you want to have somebody in for a home game or whatever, but so much of what the heavy lifting of a recruiting class is being done right now. And, and and you're – because of that early signing period in mid-December, you're you're trying to put the bulk of your recruiting class uh, together in these weeks and, and this month. And if it hadn't already been done, you know, like if you didn't do it uh, during the spring recruiting period when you got to get out on the road and offer kids and, and those kinds of things. So um, – and a lot of the kids that I think this particular weekend that came in, a lot of them were already committed. Uh, but that's kind of just a, in a nutshell kind of what, yeah. what that looks like for – fans that are following recruiting or paying attention. And, you know, Joey and his staff have just, they just crush it. I mean, they, they just have been so buttoned up in this area. Uh, they, their, their process to evaluate their ability to land kids that come visit the ability to land or, or get big time players and prospects to come visit their ability to identify and off the radar prospect Mm -hmm. that can flat out run or whatever he's got you know various measurables that they're interested in and so it's fascinating to watch them go to work uh with this this facet of of the program which is a huge part of what they do it's not just the x's and o's in the fall or coaching spring football or announcing a starting quarterback it is getting dudes on campus and then getting them to say yes and then getting them to play hard for you. But it starts on weekends like this one.
1: So that's, that's the high school level recruiting. What about the transfer portal? Are we, are we kind of past that, that point of the transfer portal and seeking players yeah. or is tech tech still going after a certain position group or where, where are we at there? Window is closed.
0: So you don't have to worry about anybody getting into the transfer portal. If they, okay. if they did, I, I'm not even sure if they're allowed to, uh, but but either way, if, if somebody were to get into it, I don't even know if 100% sure if they're allowed to get in right now, but they wouldn't even be able to be eligible like in this fall, like you're, yeah. you're automatically going, I'm not gonna play this this next year, if, if I right. want to leave here really, really bad. Uh, but I do think and so anybody that was in the portal prior to the window closing. Uh, if if you were in there back before May the thirteenth, fourteenth, somewhere in that general uh, area, I think it was. I have to go back and look at specifically the date. Maybe it was like May the eleventh. Anyway, there there was a there there was a date there uh, in, in in the early to mid part of May to where okay, you had to get in by that time, mm-hmm. and if you didn't, you know, th- then like I said, you're you're you cannot play this fall anywhere. It Doesn't matter where you go, and so I think that's so coaches can have an idea of what they're dealing with in the roster. Uh, To sum that up, you can go get anybody that's still out there that was in that window prior to that, that can help you this year. I do think, I do think, you know, they Texas tech offered a portal guy from Kentucky uh, about a week or so ago. He was actually a track athlete and got into the portal via the, the track window, not the football window. Uh, but Texas Tech offered him as a receiver and eligible to do so. I think that they have decided they may use a last uh, roster spot on an offensive lineman, though, okay. instead of a receiver. And so if somebody's in the portal, if somebody maybe is a junior college guy, mm-hmm. if somebody, I think they're kind of scouring for specifically offensive tackle help. That would be able to come in this summer and help immediately. I, I say that not that you were you're, you're needing to add a starter, but somebody that would right. be able to be eligible to play immediately maybe is the best way to to phrase that. But they've uh, they've kind of snipped around some junior college prospects and guys that have multiple years left to play and, and things like that because I think they they would prefer more more depth and talent at the tackle position.
1: Yeah, that seemed to be where you were last year with during the season as you're really struggling to have any depth because anytime you would have someone go down on the offensive line it was full scramble mode where you're moving this guy to this position and and it was it was a giant shuffle on the offensive line so do you how much better do you feel walking into 2023 about your offensive line or even just tackle as a as a whole
0: Well, it's the same pieces, they're just in different places, and they're a year older. And I think that, you know, one of the keys to coaching is, more often than not, is, well, coach, uh, you know, or, or, hey guys, I've got this scheme, and I just need this to fit in it, this to fit in it, this to fit in it. But when you're a coach, you you have to figure out ways to adjust what you're doing that put guys in a position to succeed they didn't change anything on the offensive line. Although I I do think they tweaked their scheme just a little bit, but I think they feel like with now plenty of reps under their belts, that Caleb Rogers is just a better option at right tackle and Monroe Mills is better at left. I think uh, Ty Buchanan is somebody that can play either one. And I, I just think, but the best part about your offensive line though is you know Wilburn is more at his natural position. I, I just think that Rusty stats and, and then Cole Spencer. I mean, you, you're you're just really salty and old now, uh, in the middle of that line. And there's going to be a price to pay because mm-hmm. a year from now, that could be one of the bigger questions on your entire team. Sure, uh, Is you lose your center and both starting guards, and yes, you, you'll you'll have Jacoby Jackson hopefully that in, inserts himself into one of those. Uh, one of those interior spots who's going to have plenty of experience. But you, you see what I'm saying. It's kind of fun right, right now, but there, it, it's not going to be as much fun like after their last game this year when those guys, you know, salute you and, hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm headed to the next level. But uh, I do think their offensive line is world's uh, better and in a much better place for a variety of reasons uh, than it was a year ago. Uh, I think that as we know, you had to get real creative and you were very average up front and they still Mm -hmm. averaged 34 points a game, won eight games, uh, you know, did a variety of different things. And, uh, but, but there, Joey would tell you, that's the biggest difference on the entire team is that group. And yeah, you've added essentially a couple of new pieces and, and made a couple of position changes. Because of those new pieces, and mm-hmm. I think you're you're that much better for it. But I think you're still looking to try to do the the Braylon Lux thing with the offensive tackle position. Uh, Braylon Lux was the the DB that you added from uh, what was it Fresno State, um, yes. And 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 you 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 added a potential starter and some quality depth and things like that. But I don't know if you're necessarily looking for that high end of a guy. You just want to you you want somebody that can help you, man, that you can grow right. up with a little
1: bit. So let's flip to the Big 12 for a little bit and then close down with uh, some questions from the audience. Big 12 announces uh, something that they got a little of backlash uh, this past week, and that's Mexico. You boys like Mexico? Hope so, because the Big 12 is going to be spending some time there. Uh, A bowl, I don't think it officially, they're in talks with trying to get a bowl going, but it is official that in basketball, Kansas, Kansas, And uh, Houston will play a basketball game there, a conference game in 2024. So um, this is Brett Yormark, the outside the box thinking, uh, and you're stepping across borders now, kind of, he's done so many things we've seen done at the pro level, but not at college. And this is another one of those examples.
0: Yeah, and and unless you have different info, Woodman, I, I do think they are. They is have the bowl a, official? Okay, I think so, but I think okay. it's not till 2026. Okay, uh, we're there it is. We're, we're, yeah. we're a ways off there. I do think that they also have, um, they're way down the the road on some conversations about women's basketball and about baseball as well. And so this is basically being branded as Big 12 Mexico. Mm-hmm. It'll be part of a, a series. I think what you'll see is a title sponsor, maybe, that kind of sure. sponsors these these games. I think there was a, there's was been a lot of chatter uh, when this was announced initially when it was floated. and then, And then the other day when it kind of came out officially on the, mm-hmm. for example, like the Kansas-Houston game. This is not a basketball game because I think and you read the fine print and it basically says this game will count towards the conference standings. This is right. a league game, and I think uh, most people go. If I find out if I'm a Jayhawk fan, and I and God, <laughs> thank God, I'm not uh, because I <laughs> I despise all Jayhawk fans, including all the ones that you work with. Good for on a you daily basis. They're they're arrogant and they try to play both sides and act like they're fans <laughs> of other schools too sometimes it's really weird um and and now all of a sudden they're like kansas football fans never knew that before it's how oh, that's chance. possible exactly it's crazy okay uh stay on topic lock it in chris we're good yes, we're good yes sir yeah note to self um lock it up. and so but but if you're a kansas fan or a houston fan you're like I, we better have not given up that that is a home game i mean because that that's a that's a great Game for either party to host, and I don't want to give that up. And so I think you have to remember that some of this scheduling stuff is that you're going to have home and homes with some of these schools, but then you're just going to play a one-off with with, with the other ones. And yeah. so what 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 I think you're going to see with like this game in particular, it's pretty clear to me. I just don't think that the Big Twelve is going to come in and go. Hey Houston, sorry, but you gave up your home game, but and you still have to go to Kansas. I could be wrong, but I think this was one of those one-off games, so really neither team is technically given up uh, you know, a home game and maybe they play it again next year. So if you are on that Sure non-home-and-home rotation where you're just going to play every other year, maybe this is a two-year deal where you go to Mexico in back-to-back years. And so nobody gave up a home game, or theoretically both of you gave up a home game. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. But, yeah, there's going to be some of that. And I think I think I you know heard Kirby Hokut talk about uh, – he did an interview, a uh, national interview last week, and he kind of mm-hmm. talked about the business of the Big 12. Yep. and while people don't want to give up home games, there's also a rub here in that how much money is this worth? We all we all need to kind of help the team here, and it may suck uh, a little bit to kind of take one for the team. Texas Tech, maybe you have to give up a home baseball series. Hey, uh, hey, Baylor, maybe you have to give up a home basketball game. I mean, you know, they're going to put some of these more higher profile situations in mexico and i've even seen it to where this is a big 12 tie-in on a bowl game okay i've even seen it speculated that maybe you could have two big 12 teams playing in this bowl game we don't know what college sports are going to look like in 26 that's true yeah um but i'll say this i hope that brett yormark is still the big 12 commissioner at that point
1: yeah, I hope so too. I mean,
0: yeah, and and there there are no guarantees, but I do hope that, uh, I do hope that he's still in charge. And again, he's his task is trying to generate revenue, and I think that's where Monterey and Mexico City. I mean, you realize how many people live in Mexico City, Woodman?
1: Uh, it's one you of the largest cities in the world. So I, I believe
0: I believe it's the fourth largest city in the you know in in the on planet Earth. I think yeah. twenty two million people live in uh in in mexico city i don't even know what the you know like i don't I don't know if that's like greater or proper or or like you know how, how yeah how big of a, a space that is on the 22 million but there's dollars there or pesos i guess as it would be <laughs> um, and, and i'm Brent sure they Yarn- have dollars market, too yeah he's done business with from a boxing standpoint and, and ufc uh, and, and on all those things and again i just say if the nfl's doing something like this i mean odds are there's money to be made there uh and so we'll we'll see i just i'm like you though i'd love all the context on this stuff and we just yeah. we just
1: don't know it no we, we don't know it but so far and, and we've it's still very young in the brett Yormark age of the big 12 but coming from where you were to where Br- your mark has he right now it feels like he's been king midas at this point he's everything he's touching is is a great idea and turned into gold so we'll see Uh, i think a lot of people are very nervous about losing a home game if that's what it ends up being but yeah i i don't know how all of this is going to work out we all want context we all want to know everything right now but unfortunately that's not not the way it works okay so now uh, let's get to couple of questions a few questions from the audience and then we'll we'll shut her down for this week uh Landon asked would you swap your basketball and baseball success at Texas Tech for football so I guess your recent successes yeah, like, what
0: are- would I yeah, like, uh, and I guess what I hear them saying is, um, what I trade some of the Omaha trips for trips to like the BCS or yeah, New Year's New Year's Six type games because the- you know th- that that's the equivalent uh, in the various sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I trade, you know, what I trade my Final Four appearance for a playoff appearance, like basically the equivalent of TCU. Yeah. You know, you you win the semi and 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 lose the in the title game, which is what you did in 2019. You know, and football is the holy grail of uh, it, it's the hardest to to crack, crack this club. No at. question. I mean, it, yeah. it's a pretty tiny exclusive club, and it is. You know, there there there's eight to twelve schools that have that have basically exclusively belonged to this thing. Even Clemson is a bit of a a new money club sure. member. I mean, and TCU's not a club member. Michigan State, Notre Dame, some of those that have kind of Cincinnati, some of those that have kind of made you know gotten an invite to the to the party, but they've just kind of been a one off. Uh, I don't I don't I don't view them as. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking the Blue Bloods here, you know, yep. and and I, I think it's the toughest club to kind of crack. And I hate to say it, but you damn right I would trade it all. I just think if you were a member of this club, it changes everything about your athletic program and your yes. brand. And I don't make those rules, okay, so I'm clear. <laughs> I I, w- I would never personally – want to, want to give my memories of the final four oh, rounds that sure. I personally experienced to anybody. I, I, I hold those near and dear. Mm-hmm. That was a special time the year before in the elite eight was a special mm-hmm. time. The, the, the sweet 16s have been unbelievable uh, moments. The Omaha experiences yep. that, that were that Texas tech was a part of those are. Yeah. Cause I do think in some ways you're kind of part of that baseball club now, because you've kind of Oh yeah. You know, now you're going to need to kind of continue to, to keep you know knocking down the door a little bit, or you're going to be like, okay, that was a nice run they had, but they're not doing it consistently. But yes, to answer the question, I would, I would trade it all for football, the football equivalent, because I think that's what that's what funds literally everything else.
1: I think if you had ask any athletic director in the country and get them to speak off the record, absolutely, they would do it too, because it is, it's the. Catalyst, it's the springboard for any sort of athletic success.
0: Yes, and one, I I love college football. You kidding me? I mean, because if because if you're if you're knocking down those doors, you've won a lot more conference games than you than than what what you in reality uh, than what you've done. And so, because these are hypotheticals, and you're playing in some big time bowl games, you're going to New Orleans, you're going to Atlanta, you're going to Pasadena you're going to, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you just think about some of these different places because I mean, the tech fans showed up in droves Mm -hmm. to Houston last week. I mean, last week, last, last year.
1: year, Um, And and so you outnumbered the Ole Miss fans there for sure.
0: Yes. I mean, but if you, you know, if you showed up in the cotton or the peach or the sugar or the rose or, you know, whatever. I mean, I just think that these are, these are, this is a club you've not really been invited to. And I, I'd like yeah. to, yeah, but I, I, hell yeah. I would trade all that for it because I think it would benefit everything else. And it's not anti-baseball or basketball. Sure. And that's, it's that's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't want it to get turned that way, but it's just, right. it's, it's yeah. just simply the right answer it, is yeah. what it is uh, Leah asks, who is Jack Francis with men's basketball and what's holding <laughs> up uh, naming the remaining staff right now?
0: Yeah, Jack is a uh, he, he's a walk on to the team. He was uh, he was on the team last year. I can't remember if he actually suited out or traveled at various times, but he was just a practice player. Great kid, I think. Uh, you know, was somebody that was around all last season. That's who he is. I want to say I'd have to go back and look to be sure, but I want to say he's from San Antonio. Played this. I, I hope I'm right there. I'm not misrepresenting uh, Jack's. Uh, high school career but i think he's Mm -hmm. in the san antonio area i think uh but maybe uh, maybe i'm wrong um but yeah that that's who that is um i think that uh there there are each situation is different uh i believe that there's somebody that's going to join the staff in early august i think that person has got some summer uh responsibilities that they have to Take care of before they can join the staff in an official capacity. Yeah. I think there's there's rumors of still of Ben McCollum. I think uh, you know I think that again part of that is just identifying the role because I've had everybody tell me from associate <laughs> head coach to off the court role, yeah, uh, and and everything in between. But I know he's had various conversations with people in in uh, and around Lubbock about various things, uh, and then there's been people like boy he doesn't want to give up being a head coach, so you know, uh, take that for what it's worth. Um, but, you know, so I, I think there's different reasons for some of the the holdups there. But uh, yeah, it, it, it again, you feel vulnerable and then, you you know, you're, you're trying to add the Columa kid from Creighton. He goes to Kansas State. Uh, I just think, yeah, you, you've got to make these last two scholarships really count uh, because on paper, I don't know if you're going to stack up very favorably against most of the rosters in the Big 12 based on what everybody has either added or brought back. Yeah. these are the facts i think that if you're the if you're somebody in the media this is a this is a roster that you're going to say oh they're going to play really really good defensively uh but there's not a lot of experience and scoring punch and again you've got a little room here you can add two two players uh but you're 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 really if you're a glass half full you're really hoping that your freshmen that are now going to be sophomores take a huge leap your your lamars your pops your robert jennings guys like that
1: yeah so. uh sam asked this question level bigger star in the future josh young or uh, ludwig aberg <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one it's a it's a very great question um i love this
0: question and it's fun to talk about this in terms of texas tech athletes mm mm-hmm. And and, and arguably, and you you tell me if I'm wrong here, Woodman, but I I would say that these two guys arguably play the most difficult sports to be a star in.
1: I would say you're probably correct. Yeah. Because
0: you can have a good season. You can win a tournament. Yep. And and that doesn't make you a star. No. But excelling on the tour it's such a mind game and mm. is as clean as this kid's college career was, and it's about as clean and wholesome and award-winning as you're ever gonna find. It's very difficult at that level to do it and do it consistently to where you, you know, because even the greats, even yep. the best that have ever done it go through these peaks and valleys to where it's like, man is you know so and so insert name here ever gonna win another major? You know, I mean, are they, like, are they done? You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just we
1: see it all the time. Man. Oh, it all the time. It, you know? Guys can have phenomenal one yeah, years that's... on the tour, single years, or a couple of years. I mean, there, heck, man. And then it goes Brooks away. Brooks Kepka. Brooks oh, yeah. Koepka
0: was lighted up two or three years ago. Yeah. And then it's like, dude, he's he's done, and now yeah. he's back. You know, and now so, he's back.
1: Exactly. So it's, yeah, uh, it, it's impossible to know. But man, it uh, it was a good first weekend for Aberg. I mean, he finished what top 25 I believe it was in his it first is. pro tour so that's our tour event so that's that's yep. pretty amazing uh but Josh Young is on his way to to being rookie of the year in the American League so it's that's a it's pretty awesome to see that though I mean
0: I, I agree and this is an extremely difficult question to try to answer I will simply break the tie this way I think Ludwig Aberg was so much better than everybody else mm-hmm. at his age in his sport at that particular level, that I I'll give him a slightly a slight nod on being a, a star, if you will, more so than than Josh. Uh but that is not, you know, like an indictment on anything. I mean, you know, Josh could very well be, I mean, cause let's be honest, if you're if you're young. You you just if you can make it to the All Star game two to three times, yep. you're kind of there. Very few guys are like superstar status. That that's like a different category altogether. But you you make the MLB All Star game, which is you know the, there's quite a few guys that get that nod. And he and, and you know he's still probably a, a a season or three away from maybe achieving that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean,
1: he, he's got the best numbers at third base in the American he, league and batting well, average and, 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 part, of that, and, OPS and
0: yeah. part of that is a popularity contest too on how oh, it very much in, is voted in and all that stuff, but you, but much. you, the, the point still stands, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll give a slight uh, nod to a Bird
1: Yeah. I think, know. I think we could see multiple years where young is a, uh, an all-star, but coach Sands said, he he could absolutely see Aberg being a top five player in the world before too long. So that, yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of talent that, that Aberg is, but both are, it's all, it's a lot of fun to see all these red Raiders succeed beyond, uh, beyond Texas tech, like we've got to see recently. Yeah. Well, level we're out of time, man. We went it it, it went quick. It went quick.
0: enjoyed it um and we'll uh we'll talk to you again a couple weeks yeah thank a couple you. weeks i think we. I hope everybody enjoys father's day uh this well, next yeah. weekend That's uh right. you know and and thank your dad out there if he's still with you or, mm-hmm. or whoever took you to all those games and you thought that they were mad at you when you were playing sports <laughs> and they really just wanted the best for you and some dads handle it better than others but uh sure. but yeah the the, the one that, that kind of took you to the practices if it wasn't your mom you know but uh yeah, thank that person uh, on uh, on a weekend like next weekend, man. But uh, nope. yeah, enjoy no it, question.
1: It? Thanks, man. We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. We will. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.
0: You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.